The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? I'm not there. Now I'm there. (laughs) Too bad I don't have other people I could yell at, so I yell at myself. Good morning, folks. It is Friday. You happy it's Friday? You made it through another work week, and I've got one ear. That's really weird. Okay, we're a little better now. Technical mix-ups. Anyway, it's Friday, August 26, 2022. Um, I'm on YouTube. But here's the thing. YouTube has not officially told me that I'm allowed back on YouTube. I don't know why they're not telling me I'm not on YouTube. But I know I'm on YouTube. I just tested it, which is why I was a little late popping in there. Uh, It's kind of weird. Kind of weird that they're just not telling me that they were wrong and I was right. Like they almost, it's almost as if they can't admit that their policy was just whack. I hope they change the policy overall, that they don't just jump to banning people, giving them a strike and banning them for seven days over linking to something they linked to months or years or decades ago. Decades. Well, they've only been around since 2006. Well, that's decades. Anyway, uh, it's good to be here, back on YouTube. Uh, We're also on Twitch, in case anybody happened to like that platform better. A lot going on today. Uh, We weren't planning on having guests today, uh, but William Conway is going to be uh, with us again, and William hooked us up with uh, a guest from Albuquerque, New Mexico, a comedian, singer, uh, not, uh, not singer, comedian, musician, guitar player, guitar shredder, by the name of Angel Lopez from the ABQ, the 505, as they say. Uh, he'll be with us in hour two. Should be pretty interesting. A couple of things I wanted to talk about, other than the whole YouTube insanity thing. Um, the student loans and stuff that people are just going wacky over. Wacky! They're going wacky! They're fighting with their friends. They're fighting with the enemies. They're fighting with strangers. They're fighting with family. Over student loan, 10, 10K in uh, debt forgiveness, plus a little interest incentive and all that stuff. Listen, nobody's getting a check for 10K. I, I think a lot of the, the people on the right who are just, I don't know, um, resentful. I paid my loan. Why should they get 10K? I pay. Nobody's getting a check. I don't think they don't uh, understand that. Nobody's getting a check. They're getting 10K cut off the debt that they still have to pay back. And there's still probably, in most cases, a ton of debt 
on top of that 10k is a little scratch 10k pays for one semester uh generally at even at community college your tuition alone averages seven thousand dollars a year all right so cut that in half for a semester uh but then you have books you have you know in most cases there's all sorts of things that get put into their lab costs and um transportation all that stuff 10k in a semester really one semester is what we're talking about and so it's coming off debt that they again they probably have a mountain of debt of only if you make under $75,000 a year most of uh, i think 90% of the people who are getting relief are under 75 all of them are under 125,000 so not going to change anybody's life. So the idea that um, you know this is like a handout that oh they it's going to teach people to be irresponsible. Are you fucking kidding me? It's going to give people a little breathing room while they try to establish a life. So. Um, no, it's not going to change those people's lives for the better in any way. And the other, so it's not as great as Democrats dancing around celebrating like this is, uh, to use Joe Biden's term, a big fucking deal. It's not a big fucking deal. It's like, it's like throw you know throw a bone to the the, the peasants and hope that will satisfy them. If you are a uh, a progressive. You out wanted one hundred percent debt relief for for student loans. They want free tuition, and that's a whole other conversation. We can have that, and I think certainly we want to make college only for people who know what they want to go to college for, uh, and that's a whole other conversation. But the other side of this is the Republicans acting like, oh, this is going to kill the economy. This is going to uh, drive up inflation. This is going to, uh, yeah, he doesn't have the right to do this. It's all illegal. Please, please, cult members, just go back to, uh, you know, bending down and sucking on orange dick. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's uh, the government, it's a gnat on an elephant's ass. The amount of spending the government does, uh, and and they're talking about the deficit again. All of a sudden, they care about the deficit. They didn't care about that when Trump was blowing the sh- deficit to hell. Now, all of a sudden, they're uh, concerned about the deficit. Well, the fact is, Joe Biden has cut the deficit in record numbers, more, more than any other president has ever done. And he's still, even with the spending on uh, or additional lack of recuperation of it's not spending it's lack of recuperation even with that he still has uh, a record deficit cut so it's not terrible uh, it's not great uh, and anybody who's just fighting over it it's just being uh, just ridiculous and, and and waging war and I think part of this, it is just that the elites want us bickering 
They want us at, they've become comfortable, become normalized to just see everybody fighting. You got to pick your battles. This is not abortion. This is not gun rights. This is not women's rights in any way. This is not, it's not an insurrection. (laughs) It's fucking 10K to people who are struggling anyway. You're not going to change the world. And if you're fucking resentful, dude, just stop. You know what? I love the Joe Joe Urell uh, thing. He said, I don't want anybody else to be able to walk because I can't walk. There are so many, you know, analogies you could use there. Time moves on. Listen, probably sometime after I die, They'll come along with an immortality drug or or something that will truly expand people's lives to 150, 200 years. Whatever it is, I won't be around to see that. Born at the wrong time. That's the way life is. Deal with it, you fucking losers. I paid my debt. I paid my debt. I paid my student loan back, and it was a pain in the ass, and it took me way longer than I ever imagined it would. Anyway, stop fighting over nonsense. And you're you're being a sucker if you're getting drawn into these fights. Uh, you're just doing what you're you're a wind up monkey. They wound you up, and they got you uh, emotional about something. It really is not going to have any effect on anybody's life in the long term. It's not going to, it's not going to lift anybody out of poverty, and it's not going to put anybody in poverty. It's not going to change anybody's quality of life. Simply not. Not enough. I could see if it were complete debt forgiveness for everyone, that would change things for some people. But it's not that. It's not even close to that. It's Again, a gnat on an elephant's ass, and we're acting like Godzilla has come to town. Stop it. Stop being led around by uh, the nose and just, you know. Anyway. Uh, So now the next thing I want to address is, unfortunately, I'm going to come to it was on Joe Rogan. But it's not about Rogan. It's about Trump and Zuckerberg and FBI and Hunter Biden uh, and and the cult all jumping in on unison. Uh, because there was a clip on Joe Rogan where Zuckerberg said that the FBI had warned, giving a general warning to be wary of disinformation because of uh, what happened in 2016, the FBI went to social media uh, organizations, Facebook, Twitter, you, you name it, and said, watch out for misinformation. That's what they said. This was public news back in 2018. It was. It's not like this is new. MAGA nuts are acting like, oh, man, what a revelation. We need an investigation into this. The question uh Dummy Rogan put to Zuckerberg was, uh, you know, there was some speculation about Hunter Biden stuff being quashed. And Zuckerberg said, um, 
they didn't run it in the in the news as high as it could have been, but it was still on Facebook. People were allowed to share it, but the algorithm did not push it in the news feeds as much, so less people saw it. Uh, and oh, that's an outrage! That's censorship. No, that, and the FBI did not ask them to do this. This is a really important point. Uh, Zuckerberg said. If you listen to the clip, Zuckerberg saying, well, who are we to determine what uh, is disinformation? So we relied on outside sources and research firms, not the FBI. The FBI wasn't telling them what to do. Um, so they felt uncomfortable with it. And so they allowed people to share it. Uh, and people did share it. The Hunter Biden stuff, was, it, like, it's like, it, oh, that was quashed. Nobody even heard about Hunter Biden before. Uh, all we heard about was Hunter Biden and his fucking laptop. We're still hearing about it all day. Anytime Republicans have some, uh, uh, you know, they get caught with their dick in uh, in the cookie jar, not their hand. They steal with their dick. Uh, <laughs> it comes out, oh, well, what about Hunter Biden? That's their answer to everything. So, no, the story wasn't quashed. But the in unison, every MAGA fucktard out there is coming out with, oh, this is such an important story. The FBI told big tech not to run the Hunter Biden story. Rogan asked Zuckerberg, did they ever mention that story specifically? Zuckerberg's answer was no, not specifically, not that one. End of story. The FBI never said a word about Hunter Biden to Facebook, Twitter, or any other. It's all lies. And they're running that. So we have misinformation about misinformation pumping through social media today from the MAGA fucktards. Uh, don't buy it, but uh, that's something worth getting a little worked up over and saying, stop lying, you fucking bastards. You're just making this shit up. Um, there's a lot going on in the chat room that I'm missing here. Wow. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all back. Let me see what's going on over here in the chat room. Uh, Kevin's there, and Kelly's there, and uh, Craig's there, and uh, seems to be those people repeating for a while. Um, Kevin says, honestly, dog, I saw more than a dozen people yesterday who posted their loans paid off, 20K left. and Yeah, no, but that's not the issue. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, some people have $10,000 left and it pays them off. Big fucking deal. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to take you from your status where you are to the next level. It's not going to give you a foot up. It's not going to have an impact on anybody's life. today. Oh, my bill is less. I got. I don't have to pay my student loan this month or ne or for ever anymore. I'm done with it. Big fucking deal. It's not going to change your life. I'm not saying nobody's going to get their loan paid off. That's ridiculous. Listen to what I'm saying. Yes, you can put a check. Uh, you can get a check if you made payments since the freeze was implemented. You can get payments. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but the check is not going to again. $10,000. It's not going to change anybody's life. It's not. Okay, yeah, Craig, I got 9700 uh, left, and this will zero me out. 
uh, well, fine. But it's not going to change your life. It's not going to lift you into the next level of economic status. It's not going to change anybody's life. You might be able to buy you know, $9,700. Is that going to get you a, um, a better car, a better house, a better, you know, a better neighborhood? A, uh, is it going to lift you up to where you have power and a voice in America? Or are you still going to be Craig Johnson tomorrow that was uh, before Wednesday or whenever he signed? The same fucking person, the same lifestyle. Anything going to really significantly change for you? That's the question. So stop with the, oh, it pays off mine. Well, now I can get a Discover card. Yeah, come on, Craig. I know I know you were doing okay. Uh, the degree was supposed to raise your status and said the debt was an anchor holding you back. $10,000 debt is not going to change anybody's fucking life. You got you're you're delusional if you think that's that's the case. No and uh the degree was supposed to elevate your life. It was supposed to give you even no. <laughs> not even in my generation. The idea was a degree was necessary just to compete in the modern world in in the marketplace for a job. Uh, it, it's not supposed to t- elevate your status to the next level from middle class to upper class because you got a bachelor's degree, an undergraduate degree. You know how many? Uh, it's it's just silly. The arguments you're making are silly. It's not going to change anybody's life significantly. And uh, we can wait and see that I'm right. Or you, you can just kind of do some math, basic math. Uh, if you're, no matter how long the, the remaining payments on that loan were, just figure it out. $10,000 over even a year. Even if you, if you had, if you had, it was due this year and you had 10000 and <laughs> it would do by the end of the year. That's only, you know, less than $1,000 a month. Not going to change anybody's life. Not gonna. You can argue all you want with that. It's not a big fucking deal. It's not worth going to war over and lighting up your life with idiots. It's just not. You have to pick your battles. There are huge issues at stake in politics right now. This one is just fluff and mirrors. It's just a political grandstand, uh, a, a promise kept from a campaign will mean nothing won't change America in any noticeable way at all. End of story. And you can go on believing it will. Uh, good luck with that. Also wait for Santa Claus, make him some cookies and wait for him because that's the kind of mentality you're employing. If you think that um, it's going to be somehow, uh, magically transformative in, in America. It's not. Um, and the other side of it is the you know the, is equally just crazy. Um, you know the whole resentment stuff is like, oh, I paid off my, you know, I paid off eighty thousand dollars in student loans. 
I don't, it doesn't bother me that young people are getting uh, a semester back that they don't have to pay for or or possibly two semesters, but it's really one. I mean, I know even in my day, the loans, $10,000 got you through a semester. It, with, with all the, now, for me, that included dorm rooms and stuff like that, but it still was part of the package. Now, if you go to community college, you don't have to go to a dorm room. You're probably still living with mom and dad, whatever. Um, not gonna it's not it's not something to be resentful for so all this shit that's going on facebook twitter all this stuff it's it's to distract you from putting energy into the real fights in politics if you're if you're going to be political politically active uh both parties kind of want you your eyes off the ball of the important things they want you to just fight over over this issue because it's it's it keeps you distracted long enough so that you won't pay attention. Yeah, with me. Good morning, William. Great morning. America. William Conway is with me. The great American. Well, you always got the flag behind you. What's the hat say? Give me that hat. Uh, it's an Iowa Hawkeye hat, but it's like an Irish I- Iowa Hawkeye hat because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my rant for this morning. Did did you enjoy my little rant, or do you? I, do I did actually, and I totally agree with you. I think it's a political gesture and nothing more. You know what I mean? Like it's it's political grandstanding, like you said. It it's not something that's gonna. There might be there might be a a few people uh, that are you know at that point where this will relieve maybe a monthly payment or whatever that they don't have to make anymore you know it might it might you know uh get that you know like a couple people it'll it'll wipe it out whatever and that's great for those people but like you said it's not anything that's going to really uh change people's lives or put them in the next uh tax bracket or anything like you know relieve them in such a way that they're Oh, oh! Now, 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 everything's fine. You know, you know. If, if I've lived long enough to know that I've I've written off debt, I've finished debt on like a credit card that I owed fifty thousand dollars. I finally paid it off. It, life did not change for me. Life did not change at all once I paid it off. Yeah, I felt better for the first few months. I noticed, hey, less payments. But then, before you know it, uh, life life changes. Other things come up and. $50,000 was nothing. I'm still fucking in the same place that I It did not change my life. It never did. So $10,000 is just like a fucking joke, man. It's like if, if you're living in the real world, uh, it just will not have a major impact. Listen, elites, <laughs> people are made, billionaires, billionaires, and, and multi, multi millionaires. Um, and so. That kind of thinking is just like again, it's a gnat on a fucking elephant's ass. It's such a tiny, and the amount of spending that the government is doing, the people who are acting like, oh, uh, it's gonna ruin our economy. You know what we fucking spend every day on toilet seats? <laughs> well, not really on toilet seats, but that's what we say. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's all anyway. So moving on from the politics and stuff. Well, no, not exactly moving on from the politics and stuff. Um, little people. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about the little people. Now I feel like I'm probably going to get in trouble, even if I try to get some little people. Like, how do I even put out 
How do I? I mean, I I know a couple guys because, uh, like, I know a couple micro wrestlers uh, that I met in Sturgis. Uh, I thought about putting some feelers out to them about maybe organizing something. Uh, they actually call because, them micro re- micro wrestlers. Yeah, they do. They do My, the micro wrestling. There's a website and everything. They're amazing, though. They're really entertaining. Uh, the guy I know particularly is this guy named. Uh, he goes by Handsome Hank Dalton, and uh, and he's uh, he's he's very. He kind of reminds you of uh, of a miniature Shawn Michaels. Really, is what he kind of reminds me of. I don't know if you're familiar with wrestling at all, but no. I don't. I never <laughs> followed wrestling at all in my. You know, it was when I was a kid. Uh, wrestling was a total fucking joke. It was before the WWE, so we had beautiful Bobby and gorgeous George. And my right. neighbor, the guy who played Luca Brasi in The Godfather, was a a wrestler. And he went under a bunch of different names, but sure. we, it, it was all not. Just, they admitted it was fake at that point. It was just complete circus. And and right. it, it, and now you know most people thinking people know. Of course, they're great athletes, but they know that, you know, you can't fucking bang a chair on. You can't have a 350-pound guy banging chairs on another guy's head, and that guy's going to get up and just make a miraculous comeback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there you learn you learn how to do that. Me and my friends, however, um, we, uh, we man, we did some, some basement stuff, you know, like backyard-type wrestling, and, uh, dude, we fucked each other up pretty hard sometimes. Yeah. Like, I've been DDT'd on concrete floor. I've had my head, like, put into a steel pole before. Like, uh, I even, th- there was one time I couldn't see out of my eye for three days because uh, I had one of my buddies in a headlock, and to try and get me to let go, he put his finger in my eye. And like the more the more uh, he put his finger in my eye, the harder I wrenched on his head, and eventually he passed out. But I couldn't see out of my eye for like three days. It was all swollen shut, and now I have astigmatism yeah. in that eye and shit. <laughs> this is the problem with 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 wrestlers' attitudes about when you say it's all fake. They don't. Oh yeah, you've got to see some of the injuries I've had, and not. Right. It's like we're discounting the fact that you can definitely get hurt. You're in there oh, yeah. with with with. Adonis, 350-pound Adonises that are all muscle. Of course yeah. you can get hurt, but the yeah. goal is not to injure millionaires to where you're stock and trade. It's not to, not to right. you know, beat somebody right. in a, a concussion. Yeah, there's <laughs> ways to take those bumps. You're supposed to take But, like, there's some bumps that just – there's no good way to take it. Like, there, uh, I wrestled – when I was in high school, I inter- uh, for the school newspaper, I interviewed, like, a, a small circuit wrestler – and I asked him if he ever had like a big match. And he said that he once had to wrestle Earthquake in Sioux City. And I said, okay, so going into that match, I assume that you knew you were losing the match. He's like, oh, yeah, like I was going to lose to Earthquake, you know, like, like that was determined. I'm like, okay, so Earthquake was this massive, like 400-pound dude, okay? And... What he would do, he did a taunt before he would do his final move. And his taunt was he would stomp all the way around your body as it laid on the mat. And then he would go off one rope, he would go off the other rope, and then he would just fucking sit right on your fucking chest. That was his finishing move, right? Uh, Yeah. And so I said to this guy, I said, what 
was going through your mind as Earthquake began his stomp around you? And he goes, right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a moment right there. That's a moment. And, and I know goes, I'm going to get sat on now by this 400. Yeah, like this dude. fucking dude is about to fucking smash me, right? I would be and thinking goes, about the paycheck. That's all I would be thinking. Yeah, he goes, I was wondering if the $500 paycheck would cover the hospital bill. That's what he said. <laughs> exactly, on his yep. He's like, am I even going to make enough to cover the hospital bill? Because I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's not get too much on wrestling because we confused some of the people in the chat room here and probably yeah. some oh, yeah, people listening. The goal is not to get little people on, on the program, although I've had little people on the program, and I don't, I would certainly welcome little people on the program. Uh, yes. I don't know how to explain the idea. The town that you grew up in, uh, has a their high school mascot or, or the, the team is called the midgets right okay not the town it's it's 30 it's about 30 miles maybe like 24 miles from where i grew up in we played them when i was growing up they were the first game of the season for football every year we played the esterville midgets the esterville midgets the Esterville Midgets in Iowa. It's a it's a small town in northwest Iowa, and uh, they've been called the Midgets for years. And uh, um, obviously, it's not appropriate. There's not a little person that lives there, probably. Uh, I don't know how they came to – like, usually – It had usually, to be like, – no, yeah, you, you name the team after something the town is known for or something, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you know something fierce or feared or you know, the, the, the bears, the giants, the yeah, yeah. tigers. Yeah, <laughs> but they went with midgets for some reason, and I just don't. Uh, I, and here's the thing: now, this this is what really bugs me about it. Okay, try try not being from Esterville and getting any of their team attire. It's it's difficult. It's difficult because, like, they're trying to keep a lid on it. You know what I mean? Uh, like, so, so yeah. So, like, the companies that manufacture stuff give them a hard time. Like, we're not making a, a T-shirt that says "midgets" on it. No. No. What I mean is, like, um, if you don't live in Esterville, uh, if you're not like from Esterville, I don't think that. Like, I think it's very difficult to get team attire. Like, they don't give it out. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just buy it if you just Joe Blow anybody. Right. Well, how do I, pr- how do I prove to them that I'm a, I, I was a lifelong I don't know. I was, I was surprised. I, uh, I asked them when their homecoming was because my, my, my greatest idea, like the greatest idea is I would, I would like to, I would like to lead a march of little people to interrupt their homecoming parade, just like their homecoming parade is coming down Main Street this way. And like we just start coming the other way with the whole right. Like, no, I get it. That's a great a idea. People. We need. Yeah. We, need, we probably need a hundred little people for that, or yeah. uh, at least fifty. Right. Right. You would think. And I mean, That's a listen. Lot of I think. I think if we put the word out there, I think. I think we could get quite together if we put the word out. Well, my experience with little people has not been great. Um, Why is that? The, the ones that I've had on the show, one in particular, the guy who played Chucky, you know, Chucky, the the, yeah, the, yeah. the voice of yeah, Chucky. Chucky. He was also Howard the Duck. Uh, he was also... Oh, that's the same dude. We love Howard yeah, the Duck. 
Yeah, and he was also in Old Brother Where Art Thou, Homer, Homer Stipes, and, and uh, the little guy, and the midget and the broom and whatnot. Uh, he was in that movie. He's in tons of movies. He's the go-to little person in movies. I and mean, he has no problem being called a midget, although he's a dwarf. Right. But he's an angry, angry, bitter, uh, strange man. Um, and uh, just about all the the ones that I, little people that I've had, I hate to sound like uh, I'm I'm stereotyping, but I've never met one, uh, a little person who isn't really angry at, uh, at the core, like a really bitter little guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had a I had a friend, Dustin. That was, uh, he's a little person. Uh, we kind of fell out of contact. But uh, we used to kick it a lot back in the day, and uh, maybe he smoked enough weed that he wasn't like that, because because uh, he was pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Gale, the guy who played, who was the voice of Chucky and Howard the Duck and all of he, um, when he oh, was on the show, I think I, I, I think I, I pulled that episode down because he was he was throwing the N word around a lot. Now he he's a gay dwarf. Who's married to a black Filipino man? But he 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 was like racist, anti anti uh, Semitic, um, uh, just like hateful in a lot of ways. Just putting out all the stuff like Hollywood is all run by uh, evil Jews and uh, and the ends and this and uh, it was like it's so weird to see a person who is you know dealing with um, prejudice of their own be just so prejudiced about <laughs> other things like this guy was an angry racist little right per- person. i mean i don't know i think i think uh i've probably experienced the but then again i'm uh being being a white dude uh of course i see the reverse racism a lot you know what i mean um because yeah. i don't experience the other um but i mean i i've seen a lot of you know, people that are in, a, a, you know, some diversity group uh, be pretty bitter. But, I mean, uh, I think it comes with the territory of dealing with that shit for so long. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, I think that's kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm bitter for my own reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to deal with uh, things based on my skin color or my height or whatever. Um but uh, you know, my social status was never good. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've always, I've always been poor white trash. <laughs> we have to recruit fifty to a hundred little people to go out to Iowa. Yeah, to Iowa. Yeah, that's that's the tough part. It's getting them in the middle of nowhere. And and it's pretty soon. I mean, I would think their homecoming is probably in the next couple of weeks, even right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think September sixteenth. I think is we, their homecoming. Yeah, we might be a little too late to organize this stuff this year. I mean, it's yeah. really to get a hundred little people <laughs> to Iowa in two weeks' time. I don't even think yeah, I no. can come up with fifty people, I mean, little people, in two weeks' time. Right. Right. No, I agree. Uh, uh, and, who, you know, uh, maybe this is just laying the groundwork. I don't know. Ke- Kevin has a, in somebody who doesn't seem angry, a uh, little guy. Maybe uh, put him in touch with uh, if he's coming this week. Um, what does he say? I got a little guy who occasionally house sits and dog sits for us with his hot girlfriend who doesn't seem angry, honestly. If you see him soon, put him in touch with the with us. We Tell him we uh we want to elevate the status of little people. 
You know, you know what I was thinking is, what if we, what if we tried to get a hold of the producer? Because there's like little people, L.A. There's like little people, Las Vegas. Like there's a bunch of TV shows, like that that feature little people. Like we could probably get a hold of them and be like, hey, like this is, uh, this is something we'd like to address. Uh, we think, uh, we think the the little people should, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and see what they say. I mean, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, Matt. You no, I, I mean? get it. No, I, I've quoted you on that a number of times because when I, especially when I was uh, approaching celebrities to be on the Potathon, I quoted that right. a lot. Uh, I get it. No, I, I I'm all for trying. Um, my optimism on it, yeah, uh, is minimal. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It seems like a. a Test it's too big for my little. I, I feel like a little person attacking a, a, a giant, a Goliath. With the, I would love to do it, I think it would be funny. It could be, uh, actually do something for little people and give them. Because, listen, I've questioned midget MG midgets are still marketing their car as the MG midget. Like, how in this in these times. How do they get away with that? <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, listen, dude. Like, all this other stuff is changing, and you guys are still going by the. This is ridiculous. I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not okay. So, the little guys that you know, are they uh, offended by the term midget? Um, the M word. The right. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of. <laughs> Not to not to be ripping off John Mulaney or anything, but in in I do notice that it's kind of like the N word, where they use it amongst each other, uh, pretty freely. But like if if a if a regular person says the M word to a to a little person or about a little person, like they I've seen them get a little um, bite, you, bite you in the kneecap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I, I love you, dog. <laughs> uh, uh, there is a difference between because Ed, Ed was talking about this a little bit about be, difference between little people, what we call midgets, and dwarfs. No, the right. dwarfism is a different thing, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a if they get along like midgets and dwarfs. Get, I don't know. I we need to we need to actually have a serious, real conversation about. It. I know it's silly right. to to me uh, because I I'm a tall person. Right. I feel guilty by by even bringing this up, but so I will try. I mean, but I, where, where I started this, I feel like. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some backlash even if I put out like an ad. I, I was thinking of starting like in social media. Little people wanted uh, for a I don't even know how it, um, a a little people's rights cause or something like this. Uh, right. you know, something to go viral, but you know I don't even know how to word it. But I just feel like even just putting the ad out. I'm gonna get Have some you, people some hate. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Uh, have you mentioned anything to Jackie yet? Maybe, he, maybe he has a better idea how to word it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
not, not a better idea. He will be as crass as possible. He'll just say, we want a bunch of little fuckers, uh, midgets. Get, get, me, get me some little fucking midgets. That's what he... And he would throw in uh, a lot of other epithets. We don't care if you're uh, whatever. And, you know. We don't care if you're part of the lollipop guild or. Yeah, 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 right. He'll put in a bunch of homophobic and racist slurs on top of that. We don't care if you're, uh, as long as you're a little guy, we don't give a fuck. Um, No, Jackie's not uh, at all. A uh, guideline for for staying out of trouble. You got to see some of the emails he sent me. He sent me a picture, a video the other day of him in his weed garden. I think he was nature jacking. I all I see him from he looks he's naked from here up anyway. Uh, I think he's totally naked in his weed garden. And he's just uh, showing off his weed, and he's kind of making some weird faces. I'm like, are you fucking nature jacking in your weed? He didn't know what nature jacking meant, but uh, so oh my God. no, he's he's not he's not the place to go for advice or, especially on being politically correct and how to deal. With it. He would he would definitely probably be interested in participating in the event and and doing something with us. But okay, I uh, just want to <laughs> let you know. Angel is in the in the uh, back. Oh, sweet! Uh, yeah, I'm not going to bring him in just yet. Uh, I think Dean wanted to pop in. I sent him. Um, I sent him a link if he wanted to pop in and just uh, for you know be part of the show again. Uh, pe- people love Dean. Dean is <laughs> maybe Dean has a perspective on the midget uh, little people thing. Being uh, I, he, Dean says he calls himself a cripple. But he doesn't like any doesn't like it when anyone else does. Right. Which, yeah. yeah so it's all the same. Yeah. You know what? I don't mind. People want to call me a ball dude. I call myself a ball. I'm not going to equate that. I guess. But no matter what, where any. Listen, I grew up in a very uh, Italian area, but there were Irish just across, and the Irish just called us guineas and wops and all that stuff. I didn't care. No, I don't. It doesn't. I don't. I don't care what anybody calls me. You can call me a guinea. You can call me a wop. You can call me a grease ball. You can call me uh, anything you want. It doesn't bother me. Uh, epitaphs don't don't register with me. Now, it, I got to say, it's it's the it's the attitude that it's delivered with. If somebody is sure. full full of hate and they want to kick my ass and they say I'm going to kill you, you fucking grease ball wop guinea bastard, that's different. Then yeah. just say, hey, hey, what's up, you dumb guinea? Uh, hey, 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 no. oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. I had a I had a very close friend that called me uh called me a mook for a long time. Like oh, that was <laughs> he, he always called me a mook. Yeah. Why? What is that? What is that? Really? Um, <laughs> so is- I'm not I'm not sure where it, uh where it originates from. But it's basically like saying an idiot, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know I know that it's like an old ass um reference uh I'd have to look it up. Hey, do you want to look up uh where the origin of Mook comes from? Mook. Mook. Yeah. Mets had Mookie Wilson okay. and and everybody would call him Mook and would you'd get fifty thousand people in the stadium go Mook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he called me Mook, and I called him Big Mook, and he called. Uh, it was actually I was in a talk. Mook is a stupid or incompetent person. That's what Mook is. I didn't even know that. If oh, you don't... Stu- oh, he got it. Stupid or incompetent person. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now you're angry, Which, aren't you? You want to go? No, no. I knew it was something to that effect because he was usually calling me that when I did something stupid, which was pretty awesome. Basically, calling, calling you a donkey in the U.S. form. Italian American short form of Maluk. Yeah, I thought it was Italian. Yeah. Maluk, motherfucker, a person of little social standing, not one of wor worthy of respect, an affectionate term for a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be an insult or it could be a, a hey, it could be a, a good thing. Right. Like affection. Right. <laughs> Call uh, me that all the time, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. The slang version. I won't call you a mook, mook. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if Dean's going to pop in, uh, but I do want to wait a second for uh, on hell. I want to play because I haven't in a week. <laughs> My sponsors piece. I know I'm. Oh, okay. I haven't been on YouTube though. Uh, That's true. Yeah, and I'm surprised YouTube hasn't told me that yeah, I. You're won. back on. Yeah, yeah they, ha they they don't want to say you were right and we were wrong. They just well, of course don't have they it don't. In them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play a sponsors part uh, piece here. We're brought to you today by Chew Fire. Oh, speaking of Jackie, hold on. That's relevant to nothing. I just thought it was right on top of my True Fire commercial, so I thought I'd... I'd just... <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's got a scoop. Actually, that was he. Called, he wrote to me. He said, I, "I have something really important to tell you." So I put that thing together, and he was on the next morning. And he was just like, uh, "Somebody's uh, my book may my second version of my book might be published." That was this big scoop. Anyway, TrueFire.com is the best place to learn guitar. You can learn to be like Angel Lopez uh, with learning online at your own schedule. Angel might be one of the teachers on there. If not, he might be after today. Anyway, uh, TrueFire.com. Over 2 million guitar players worldwide learn, practice, and play with TrueFire. Our learning tools and massive library of video lessons will ignite your technical skills, harmonic knowledge, rhythm playing, and soloing chops. TrueFire's educators are the best in the biz, from Grammy Award winners to world-renowned artists. You'll have access to an unparalleled faculty of over 300 top-notch blues, rock, jazz, country, fingerstyle, and acoustic guitar educators. Using our desktop and mobile apps, you'll work with TrueFire's multi-angle video lessons on any device, anytime, anywhere. Integrated learning tools such as video synced tab and notation, slow-mo, looping, practice jam tracks, and many more handy controls accelerate your learning experience. TrueFire style-specific learning paths guide you every step of the way. Use our assessment tools to find your starting point, then follow our lesson recommendations, and track your progress as you work through your personalized TrueFire study plan. Progress faster with private one-on-one -on -one instruction, group lessons, multi-track video jams, live streams, song lessons, student forums, TrueFire's Riff magazine, premium jam tracks, and much, much more. With thousands of five-star ratings and reviews from amateur and pro players alike, you'll find yourself in good company with the world's most comprehensive guitar learning platform. 
grab your guitar and ignite your musicality. Sign up free for an all-access trial today. Yeah, true fire. And Dean is sticking his finger in my eye. Did you see him? I did. And now he's showing us his ceiling, and he's got a, a scowl on. Somebody must hey. have called. Somebody must have called him the c word because he's all angry That's again. No. <laughs> how how you doing today, Dean? I'm good. All right. Uh, are, are you got now? You, when you got your master's degree, you got a bunch of student loans, didn't you? Oh, I got all my. I didn't want to mention it. Ah. But I got all my student loans to, um, forgiven. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, that will How'd make a difference that? in your life. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I'm on disability. That's the only reason. So uh, basically, if I cut a leg off, I can I can get that that kind of money from the government. Yeah. Know, maybe you have to fuck up another hand too. Oh. Well, yeah. Your hand, maybe, especially your writing hand. Ah. Well, these days, and make uh, it hard to play bass, though. Yeah, you're right. What? Well, yeah, you just sla- slap just that. A slap, yeah. Just a slap. Just a slap. Ah, the So, Dean, let's get give us your perspective on the whole little people thing. What? What do you? What, because it's a high school. Just to reiterate, there's a high school that's using the word midgets as their mascot, and they still have, have been not through changed decades. It. And have been for de- decades, and uh, they're not. There hasn't even. I don't know that they've. Nobody's even mentioned changing it, right, William? It's just like nobody I even. I don't about think it. so. I mean, I think. I well, think I mean, when, when I was that age, when I was young, that's what people said, right? But it, you know what I mean. So, right. like, there was that was the word, right? And like, I think. I think they live in an area where there's just no little people around, so that they they just feel like they're just going to get away with it. Nobody's going to complain, right? Right? Who's going to complain? How many little people do I see? I don't see little people very often. You know what I mean? I wonder what the percentage is. Percentage of little people in the population. Let's look that up. But Um, it has to be a hard life, of course. And I think if they think it's, I think we should understand what they think. If they think midget is derogatory, then we should believe them. And well, I think like you, like you were saying with the word "cripple," it's okay for you to say it. But if if I call you that, you're gonna get pissed off. I think they that's what they. Yeah, want. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little people dwarf dwarfism. It's uh, they're both listed as like one thing here: demographics and population data. Um, come on, show me the show me the stats. Damn it. Give me the numbers. Uh, they don't make it easy for you to like look through just a simple chart and say, "Give me a percentage of, of the population that is affected by dwarfism." No, but I mean, part of it is like I'm disabled, and like I don't see a lot of disabled. I see some, but I don't see a lot of disabled people around. Well, yeah, I, I do. Maybe, maybe it's just maybe. No, maybe it's just uh, the circles I run in, but there's a I, well, because disabled can take a lot of different forms. You know, blind, oh, yeah. blind is disabled, deaf is disabled. You know, I and I know a lot of people disabled. with right. Yeah, I know a lot of people with cerebral palsy. Um, much. I really than, don't. 
don't. I do, but most of them have it much worse than you do. The ones that, you know, they're wheelchair bound. They have very, almost no use of their legs whatsoever and very little use of their hands. Um, Yeah. So, um, no, I can't get the numbers here. There's no easy way to just get the stats on the numbers. U.S. What percentage of population in the U.S.? Um, unfortunately, it tends to stay in high population areas. So you're right. and you're in New York City, and if you don't see a lot of them, uh, no, that's weird because it's saying they they tend to be city dwellers for some reason in urban areas, high population areas, uh, right. And the three hundred different conditions. It says, but they're still not giving me any numbers. Like, give me, give me a number. You know, if if I'm honest, bro, I don't think I don't think I met a little person until I was probably nineteen. Oh, I my I, my first memory. I remember my one of my first memories. I was a two years old in Las Vegas, Nevada, and there was a, a little man walking on the side of the street, and I I was like. I couldn't believe it. It was because he was definitely an adult, but he was my size. And I remember freaking out. And my my grandmother was with me, and she was trying to get me to calm down. And I I was making a scene about it. But to me, it was like a munchkin, like something out of a movie, something magical creature. What we need to do is we need to de we need to normalize it. Like it shouldn't. Yeah, it's not like everything. Could you imagine being someone when every time someone sees you? Who don't know you? They're freaked out, or they're surprised. Right, and see, that that's that's kind of what I'm saying, and that's why I think we should reach out to like one of the uh, a couple of these uh, reality shows that are like little people, uh, Las Vegas, little people, LA. Little in LA. Yeah, yeah. Ke- Kevin just came up with ninety thousand uh, dollars, ninety thousand people with just uh, dwarfism, which is a really tiny percentage in three hundred and twenty million people in the U.S. Yeah, that's that's super small. But yeah. but they still matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, they, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, just we, had, we don't the we odds of us like a sideshow freak every time we see them, right? So yeah. yeah, so that would that would tend to make it even easier to kind of marginalize people, as if there's just not enough of them to make a big stink of about it. So that's right. the point about trying to get fifty to a hundred of them out to Iowa when there's only ninety thousand in the entire U.S. Might be a difficult thing. I'm not being defeatist here. I think it's right. a great I idea. I mean, like, how many people have cerebral palsy? Maybe a little bit more, but probably not statistically large. Right. You know I mean, I don't know so about that. I, I think uh, I, your know, organization is going to be the key here. And I think that if we get if we get a couple, uh, you know, bigger names on board, then, then maybe that'll help uh, – I'll drive the you bus know. if we can get. I'll drive the bus. I'll, I'll go collect them all around the United States. Go drive it till down, down, down. Just don't wear. Little... Just don't be wearing a Willy Wonka suit or anything. And it can't. It can't pick me up in the Bronx. It can't. You know, I will. Really you, I wouldn't do you it without you, Dean. I would not do it without you. But um, <laughs> I can't. It can't be a little bus because that would be like oh, like a. A slight in itself, like if I pulled oh up in the God. short bus, <laughs> <laughs> just pack Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, and so what? we we got to find out when the homecoming date is, 
and see if we can shoot for it this year. If I'm, not, it doesn't I'm necessarily... pretty sure it's September 16th. I can. I don't know if I can. I don't. It think... doesn't necessarily have to be homecoming if we can't make that. That's date, true. Right? That's true. Yeah. We yeah. Just... What is this event exactly? It's a, a parade through the town. What's the town's name again? Esterville. Esterville. Yeah, Iowa. Esterville, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, because Iowa. Iowa. Because they, their their town mascot, the name of all their their high school mascot is And probably their middle school too, I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> the and, and we want to kind of So what like, is the event exactly going to be? What are we going to do? Midgets well little people parading through their homecoming event saying yeah. change change we, the we, name. We, <laughs> no, we, not a good we name. would like not we would name. like to we would like to <laughs> we would like to meet their homecoming parade with our own parade of little people right. saying this is not okay anymore. Right. All right, I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are people. <laughs> yeah. Little people are people too. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah exactly. This, yeah. We won't stand for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If you guys really pull it off, I'm down. Yeah, I I think it would be one of the greatest things we could do. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So Kevin's coming up with some more numbers: seven hundred sixty-four thousand with cerebral palsy in America, which is that's a lot more than ninety thousand. That's a like lot a, almost eight, eight, nine times, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll we'll work on this. Um, is Arnhel still in the back? Yes, he is. Would you would you like to um, introduce him? Would you like to? Yeah, sure. I can't pull so... off. It's too crowded. Oh, hmm. what happened? He said, yeah, you're, welcome. Welcome. "You're welcome to stay, Dean. If yeah, you, you, you do what you want to do, you want to you want to um, you want to hang. That's cool. If you want to leave, what we were. I can hang, but only for a half an hour. I got a doctor's appointment after that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a brain doctor? Or no, um, orthopedic. Ear, ear, nose, and throat guy? Who? Uh, orthopedic. Uh, I got to get an x-ray. I'm just curious about ear, nose, and throat guys. Uh, I'm not who, doing it. I, I know, but oh, we just lost William. He, I just as he was about to introduce on hell. I'm gonna oh, no. Did I fuck that up? You did it. You did it. You, you knocked him <laughs> out. Where's William? Come back. He'll be back. He probably, you know what? Maybe his battery died. Well, that would suck. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think with the midget, um, the midget is a derogatory term. It was the term that was used. Right. Um, to have a mascot is really a ridiculous thing. You, you believe this mook just uh, got uh, disconnected himself? <laughs> what a mook! What a yeah, mook! No. Uh, I got a call, and so it like cut out my audio. I couldn't hear you anymore. Don't any? Oh, it was somebody calling for oh, a that happened to me too once. Yeah. No, it was just a spam risk. All right. Uh, but anyway, so our guest today, you want me to bring him in? Yes, please. Yes. Our guest today uh, is a very funny guy. He's also shreds the guitar. Uh, he regularly is posting stuff on social media. Uh, he's headlining a gig tonight. At the hall in Albuquerque, which is like 107 Jefferson Northeast, I think is the address there. Uh, very, very funny, very talented Angel Lopez, everybody. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Good morning, Angel. Coffee with a dog. Thank you very much for having me. Having Wait, me, let sir. me see that cup. What do you got there? It's what, a, what? 
it's just some it's some fictional cartoon character at that point. Oh, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I I'm so, old at heart. But I young guess at the soul. laws in New Mexico are a little different here in New York because in New York I think it's illegal to be a comedian and a musician. You have to choose one or, or the other by law. People are just uh, jealous at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, with, with, it, with what you're doing, what, which came first, comedian, or comedy, or music? Uh, what? I was a musician first, actually. I started playing guitar about 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, and uh, how long have you been doing comedy for? I've been doing comedy now uh, roughly over three years now. Okay. Uh, did you always want to do comedy? Was that always in the back of your mind? or? Yeah, I've always been a pretty funny person, always a center of attention, making people laugh, and uh, that kind of just portrayed itself on stage as uh, I was playing guitar, always doing these like antics and stuff, and now being able to like bring that out with the comedy or just comedy itself has been a really fun ride, so I can't... It's Are you combining fun. the two? Do you bring a guitar on stage with you? Sometimes I do. Yeah, there's uh, there's sometimes I do. But you know how that goes. Some people say that's just like a hack. There's like a hack kind of well, thing. You never see anybody do what you do, which is like shredding guitar. Most times when you see a comedian bring a guitar, it's an acoustic guitar. And it's like guys just playing simple chords and stuff like that. And like... Um, novelty songs sometimes you know yeah you know, what kind of music are you into like metal or like yeah I, I like a lot of heavy metal also into uh i'm a, I'm a musician so i love everything you i like can go, punk rock? go from country to punk rock to oh, la cool. la latin soul i just i love oh, everything cool. i love to play everything very cool that's cool uh how did you meet william uh, we met uh actually doing comedy uh i was uh at the same venue he did <laughs> uh, I was talking to you were gonna say a gay, gay glory hole. I just uh, I <laughs> we, had, we 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 were at no, a that's movie. where I met Dean. We were uh, at a uh, oh we yeah were, we met we didn't uh, we didn't talk about that much. <laughs> uh, I met William at a MOOC convention, so that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, poor William. He's like he's like uh he's like a minority getting picked on over here. For we gotta stick together. All right. Us mooks gotta stick together. That's for sure. <laughs> Mookism. <laughs> Mookism yeah. is a word now. I just invented yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's start with the music stuff. Band scene in Albuquerque. Is there a thriving music scene in Albuquerque? It's it's small, but it's there. There's a there's a really good. Uh, it's very diverse. So there's music genres from all across. There's Spanish music, there is jazz, there is country, there is metal. It's it's there. There is a music scene here. It's just not as prevalent as other areas, say Los Angeles or New York at that point. But right. there there is stuff going on all the time, different bands opening up. I was in a band for quite a while before I actually started doing comedy, and we would do local venues, uh, play certain events. We've done a wedding. We've done, we've done it all, so... Now, now, uh, time to bring out the comedy for that sense is just do do all the comedy I can do at this point. Right. Um, now, uh, we'll get to the comedy in just one second. But with with the uh, music scene in Albuquerque, is there an original music scene? Because uh, here in New York, uh, and uh, you just mentioned it, but in New York, their original music is pretty much dead. Even in Manhattan, in New York Not City. Not What? <laughs> it's all gone to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's no. all gone to Brooklyn. There's a thriving original music scene in New York. There's no money in it. 
There's no no actual. There's a not little a bit sing- of money, yeah, but not a lot of money, no. But that's no, what there's no mean. money in it. There is no money, which is why it doesn't stick together long. I believe there me. There's a thriving musical scene in Brooklyn, that's for sure. How many bands do you know? Give me, give me three. <laughs> give, me, give me three original. Top three, bands. top three, right now. Top three original bands. You got the Slackers. You got um, A Troop. You got. Um, you got um, Blackout Shoppers. All right. You yeah, named three. Good. You named three. That was good. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody says, what is Dean smoking? I'm smoking uh, top tobacco at the moment. Really? I thought you didn't smoke. I do smoke. Oh, okay. Anyway, no, there <laughs> is, uh, uh, in New York, there's not a thriving original scene. There are There are pockets. Brooklyn is alive. Brooklyn's one of the best places there is for yeah. music. Yes. All right. Uh, is I there have a DJ gig coming up in, uh, on Wednesday. You're going to be Hong DJing Kong. original music? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Original from the album, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, is there an original music scene in Albuquerque? There is. There is. Uh, a lot of uh, bands do that little thing where they play two or three covers and then have their original set in between yeah, 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 yeah. so they try to like mix it up just to appeal the crowd and then get them into the show i mean we did that for a while too so it's it's the best way to get them to like like you a little more because you know I once, get it. Yeah. once yeah. they hear music original music they're just like i don't even think these guys are good right um uh, jamie we're on youtube you don't have to be on twitch by the way jamie's over there says we make him sick um so now, did you write? Did you write music, or you you when you were in the band, did somebody yeah. else write? Yeah. No, uh, I I wrote a lot of the music. Uh, wrote, I actually wrote a lot of the the drum parts too. I'm a great. I'm a pretty good drummer, and I also do the guitar work. But I just am not the best at lyrical work. I can. Um, that's odd because with comedy, your your main tool is your words. That's tr- very true. So that's like. So- kind of transition to those two is like a little different where i'm just like it's easier to make fun of something but being compassionate and like having these really heartfelt lyrics was just not my style right i get it yeah you got to tap into like an emotional um core in lyric writing sometimes and it's different than writing comedy absolutely it is Uh, do you use your music comedically is your songs funny or they not so what I do is I actually uh, use my guitar as like uh, maybe more of like uh, to quiet down the audience. So I'll play something <laughs> and then all of a sudden okay. it's ju- it's just to like punch up the joke. So I'll just be like, has anybody ever dated anybody they don't like? And then play a few chords, like one or two chords just to like get people to think about the joke while they're still the silence is the thing that I'm trying to cover is I'm covering that silence and it makes them kind of like, Oh, that's funny. So right. I, I never really do. Like you said, I never really have hacky songs. It's mostly like concepts with a guitar. Like, Hey, has anybody ever shredded um, like yeah. this? And then I shred guitar and then I play like a McDonald's theme song. And it's like, why does everyone more popular with this than actual shredding? Right. Henry Henry Phillips, who's a friend of this program and a good friend and somebody, I just love his comedy. He does guitar work. And one of his old bits were he'd come out with a guitar and like act like he couldn't play it at all. Like you're playing stuff that's really dissonant, out of tune. And people be like, what the fuck is this? Uh. And he, he said he's got a magic pill. 
uh, that make uh, he, he signed up for a course and they sent him a magic pill that ma- instantly makes you a, a really good guitar player. He takes the pill and then all of a sudden he's like playing like William uh, William Tell Overture and like just shredding the guitar. Like that was one of his ways of getting attention. It was really really effective the way he did it. Probably the way I described it doesn't sound doesn't do it justice, but it may, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. One of the first opening acts that I do is like one of the first jokes is like I'll hit a chord and then I tune it. I just tune it down, and then I play another chord, and I just like make the audience wait. Like if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just like one second, and then I tune it down, then I hit the chord, and I'm just like one second, and then they, they, you know, trying to build up the suspense of me trying to. I don't even know how to play this thing. I'm still trying to learn how to tune it. Right. Um, what would you say your biggest comedic influences were? Uh, so I actually grew up in a Hispanic family, so I would say mostly like Paul Rodriguez and like stuff like that. Paul Rodriguez, George Lopez. Uh, my dad was really into like Hispanic uh, sitcoms and TV shows. Uh, just these random things that I never thought were like that funny until I got older, and I was just like, "Oh my god, now I get it. I get it why you liked right. it so much." Just like right. fall over humor, cool. like. Uh, Nickelodeon now, weird stuff. Did, did you purposely uh, not include uh, Carlos? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you know, dude. <laughs> oh man, oh, do we got to talk about this guy? I fucking hate this guy. So no, much. I'm not going to talk about it. I, I should, just, I'm going to talk not, about. I'm the not going to talk. <laughs> My God, no. <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to talk about the jokes, but if you want to talk about that, it's fine. The thing that got me uh, that I could never handle with Carlos, even before I realized that he was stealing jokes, was the always shouting. Like, you know, e- even just yeah. when setting up a joke, his, his and, and I understand, believe me, I'm coming from an Italian neighbor, uh, neighborhood, an Italian family, a lot of people with, with Latin blood are animated and loud sometimes when they don't need to be loud. But his comedy was always so overwhelmingly, you know, just shouting the whole time, even setting up a premise and stuff. That stuff was hard to listen to when you're just, you know, trying to get into comedy. It's 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 a difficult thing. I never really understood his success with that attitude coming out. It's different than Kinnison, who used shouting as a um, kind of like a prop. He was yeah. just it was part of his personality was just just yeah. constant shouting. And it's like guys who used fuck all the time in every sentence. It takes the power away from it when you're just shouting constantly from the moment you get on stage to your ending. It's really hard to it loses its effectiveness to me. Yeah, that's what true. do you want to say about Carlos? <laughs> joke, joke Def? He's a hack. He is. a hack. Yeah. I don't any you know, anytime I see a a po- a show poster for him or like a comedy club promoting the show with him, I always comment, why like why don't you get somebody that doesn't steal jokes? I like like I will never not run that dude into the ground. I like well, it just uh I don't follow him anymore. Just because uh, and do you I, I mean would anybody know No, but any, like but would like, anybody I know if he stops stealing pages? jokes? But like, see, like to me, I don't know. To me, I can't, I can't ever trust it again. You know right. what I mean? No, I get it. But yeah. Especially being a traveling comedian, like I've traveled all over the place, and like it, it, um, 
it's it would be super easy for a well-known act to travel around and use jokes from comedians that nobody's ever going to hear from because there's so many super fucking funny people out there that aren't well, giving their shot while well, at the same time they're giving they're still like to me this guy shouldn't even have a career anymore right. you know what i mean like uh, like you blew your chance all right on hell you got any any uh, opinion on this? I got. I, I kind of understand. I get where he's coming from. Uh, to a certain point, you kind of already established yourself as like a a joke thief, you know. And then like you can't. People probably get weary when he's around. You know, they're probably yeah. think, thinking that same aspect. It's just like, am I going to get my jokes stolen? Should I do old, old or dumb material? Right, like, yeah, I, I better don't watch do, what material I do in front of this guy. I don't you bet do, your ass I'd think that. I Even Bobby see. Lee talked about that. Like, they were always cognizant like that Ned was listening. And, and when whenever he was in earshot, never do their best material. Right. Uh, right. Now, but again, I don't think any because he kind of been banned to like, I don't know this uh, Siberia of comedy. He's still do he's still working and still headlining clubs, but yeah. no nobody follows him enough to know that it, it, whether he's still doing that or not, right? Right. So he right. might not he might not even be stealing stuff anymore. I'm sure if he, if he is, he's being really careful about who he steals from. But the thing I I think would make a difference. I believe in forgiveness. But you can't be forgiven until you acknowledge what you what you've done, and he refuses to ever right. ever acknowledge that that's what he was doing, and that that right. makes it really difficult. I think maybe now too, it's just a little bit harder for him to do it because of how apparent and more available everyone's jokes are now. You've seen those videos where they compare jokes; they're just like, "Hey, this was Carlos Mencia's joke. This is another comedian's joke. Look at him how they stole it." You weren't right. really able to do that back in like. The, the the late 90s and stuff you kind of like only heard of it by word of mouth but now if you hear a joke stolen you're just like oh my god that's this other joke i can actually find it online now right yeah well is there a racial component to this because dennis leary was just as guilty as carlos mencia but you never hear or you rarely hear people just hit with the same hatred for dennis leary as we we see with in in William Conway for Call of Duty. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't even aware about uh, accusations with Dennis Leary. He's still from Bill Hicks. Oh my God! Where, yeah, I didn't even Bill know Hicks that. act. Not just that, not just stole his jokes, stole his whole persona, stole every, stole every, he stole his identity. Really? Comic yeah, see, identity. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Right. So that's why I'm saying, is there a racial component to you not? I don't fuck with that dude. I don't watch right. anything from him. Right. Nothing. Because everybody, even people who are not comedy fans, know about Carlos because he's a Latin guy. But Dennis Leary, white, blonde hair, nobody nobody even knows about him. Nobody picks yeah, up. That's, that, that's weird. To me, it's strange that I haven't even heard that. You know what I mean? What do you I don't know. Uh, that That's a kind of new one to me. I never, I've kind of heard those things about Dennis Leary, but I was never like... Oh, that's where it comes from, or that's how he stole it. So you might be right. It might just be something where it's not as apparent to other people, or they just. What reminded know. me of it is were you talking about the comparison? Because there is a an hour of YouTube thing of Bill Hicks, Dennis Leary, Bill Hicks, Dennis Leary, Bill, this you know the cancer stuff, smoking, you know all that stuff. That was all really? Hicks. I mean, words. Dude, that's words. bogus. Yeah, that's bogus. 
and totally not just you know just now, I'm doing about- I'm. Go ahead. Well, well you, you think about this, though. You, you're cognizant with somebody like Carlos Mencia not to do your jokes in front of him. But he, think about he's not just stealing your jokes. He steals William Conway's personality. And somebody, right. if you walked into, that guy's being me. <laughs> uh, God, sure. I got one ball. I, I, did, like, I got, got out of prison. Tremendous Bill Hicks fan. Tremendous. <laughs> I love Bill Hicks. But I gotta, he yeah. kind of got old because he did the same material, but I loved him. Yeah, what do you guys say? You know, now. I really, I totally forgot. You forgot? Yeah. Is it it Dean's fault? Is it Dean's fault or my fault? (laughs) Maybe no, (laughs) no. It's nobody's fault. Nobody's fault but mine. It's not Uh, about blame here. I'll tell you whose fault it is. It's it's this fault right here. Uh, Okay. Uh, Angel, you're at the (laughs) hall tonight. The hall seems to be a happening thing, at least from what I'm getting now. Uh, Just William William's been there a couple of times since he's he's been on this program. Uh, You're there tonight. Who's on the bill with you Uh, tonight? On the bill, I also have a comedian known as Christian R. He's a funny. He's like really like satirical and really adult humor. It's really weird golf jokes, things about throwing kitchen sinks. Like it's it's really interesting. Also have a female comic by the name of April Thomas. She's also on the bill as well. And uh, I think there's one more that I'm not remembering right now. Um, but they're also on the bill with me, and uh, that seems like it's going to be a good show. Oh, Mateo, hosted by Kevin Kennedy. Hosted by Kevin Kennedy. He's a uh, he, he that guy can find a venue no matter what if uh you know st- stuff goes down and they don't like him anymore he guess what he's back up again rolling at another venue so i give props <laughs> to that guy for doing that yeah. um so uh, you, how many do you care cuz william doesn't care how many minutes are you doing tonight tonight i'm hoping to get at least a good 25 to 30 minutes tonight wow that's pretty impressive three years in i gotta tell you most people at three years in are still working their five to seven minute open mic nights so you must be pretty aggressive working uh pretty consistently to get get up that yeah i'm really surprised that there's actually open mics every night here in albuquerque so i've been trying to grind i hit every open mic that i can Every week, uh, at least four a week, sometimes three in one day. So there's a there's a thriving comedy scene going on here. There's actually the Albuquerque Funny Festival that's actually about to happen in the next few weeks. So that's going to be pretty exciting as well. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, I've always constantly just the same thing as guitar. Like this is what helped me with discipline is like I know I got to be good at guitar if I constantly keep practicing. And now this is portraying in my comedy like if i want to be good i just have to go out there and do it and it's not the same as guitar but you just put those hours and you put those minutes in and you can actually start accomplishing some stuff yeah no doubt about it. that's a great attitude too many i said this so many times in the last three weeks because i've interviewed a lot of them in recent weeks is comedians who i asked them like what's going on um nothing really uh you know are you making any opportunities for yourself are you aggressively uh, like seeking out work are you right. doing anything to make stuff happen or are you just sitting on the couch smoking a joint waiting for knock knock oh who is it uh it's a comedy club <laughs> right. you want to come play tonight no that's never gonna happen <laughs> right yeah too many too many people fall into that uh writing how do you how do you write what where What's your uh, one of the things that I do the most is, uh, well, technology has always been a big help nowadays. So if I have a, an idea, I jot it on my phone as fast as I can. 
if I don't forget it, sometimes, you know, you have that idea, but you're busy. Then all of a sudden you remember to write it and you don't remember it anymore. That happens way too much. But I try to do as much as I can just coming up with premises, uh, come up with a few ideas and then just try them out on stage. I don't really I this is one area that I do lack in is that I should sit down and write for at least, you know, 30 to 45 minutes a day. And cause I probably would be able to come up with more things than I do if I just take a premise and try to work with it on stage, but working, but working with it on stage does really help a lot when you're just like, Oh, I have an idea about, about, about mooks. I'm going to try to try to talk about mooks. And, (laughs) and now you, now mookism and you try to just work off of that premise and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And you just build off of that, which I think writing would help a little bit more if I just sat down and saw what I was doing. Like this is set up, this is punchline, this is tagline, but you know, well, and like in my experience, because I prefer like in the last few years, I I very much prefer the same kind of writing style you do. I I go up with the premise, and I don't and I work it out on stage. I but love that. I, I I I will say that when I was writing, there was much less fat in my in my routine. You know, um, now when I'm up there, you know, my setups are probably longer than they should be like writing like actually sitting down and writing uh really allows me to punch up the joke you know what i mean like get rid of get rid of the things that aren't necessarily necessary uh that don't make them laugh and or or learn how to twist this thing just a little bit further because like um um who uh, george carlin said that you can make anything funny anything by taking one aspect and stretching it so far beyond belief that that it's just ridiculous you know and so sometimes like i'll take that story or that premise and if i'm writing it's much easier for me to go okay now where's where's the stretch to make the funny you know what i mean like where where can i take this story you know because i take a lot of true stories and embellish them a little bit here a little bit there and make them really funny you know what i mean yeah where otherwise you're risking uh yeah i guess you had to be there moments and you don't (laughs) want that Uh, yeah this will be funny later when you get home Uh, right yeah you know um just talking because the phone stuff and, and memory stuff we and writing stuff all the time. I run into that memory. Now, I got to share this story because it's just so fucking bizarre to me. Yesterday, I've, I signed up for a memory loss study because I'm at the point where on the show, like I had difficulty remembering Robert Duvall's name from The Godfather. And that was like, what the fuck? So I saw this thing about memory loss study because uh, I'm at the age where you know, become suspect anytime you you can't remember a name. Oh, you're getting Alzheimer's. It's it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I signed up for this study. They say they pay you five hundred dollars for memory loss thing, which okay, and it's just phone call. Five hundred dollars, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. Right. That that's what I said. I'll take it. I'll I'll put up with a couple of hours of phone calls from people. So yesterday I had my uh second call with them and right before <laughs> Right before the call, I got this this weed, and it's just like I got it from the dispensary. It's called memory loss. 
It's supposed to cause memory loss. Right, it causes memory loss. It's 28, 28% THC. It's probably some, some of the best weed I ever smoked. But I smoked it right before the phone call. And, and, so, and then I went through this test. This woman's giving me a quiz. And at the end of it, she goes, you scored too high on this. I'm sorry, you can't be part of you can't be part of the memory loss test. You know, you show absolutely no signs of memory loss because oh, no. I smoked the memory loss stuff. Wow. And then when it gives you the five hundred dollars, it helped me retain stuff better. Memory loss actually made my memory better. That's <laughs> fucking bizarre. Maybe that's what it's for. Actually, who knows? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. On hell, it's to, uh, treat, to treat memory loss. Right, yeah, right, right. On hell, do you, do you uh, partake at all? Do you do you smoke? Do you drink? What? Do you, any kind of substances that? Oh yeah, I love heroin. I'm into meth. I love I love crack cocaine. I mean, I. <laughs> If a, if they want to give it to a comedian, I gotta try it. That's what I say. It's just a little a little bit. Uh, no, I, I actually. You, there are people like you started with the H. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I like I smoke weed. I like to smoke a little. I dabble a little. I am a paranoid smoker though. Like once I start smoking, I overthink everything. That's why. That's probably why you did so well. Is like I can't screw up on this test. I'm high right, right now. I need to just get it all right. right. I used to be like that. I used to be paranoid, but it stopped. Yeah. And so so I, I do smoke. I, I do like to drink a little. I like to have at least one beer before I go on stage just to loosen up the vibes and everything because, I don't know, going, going up there completely sober to me is just like uh, asking for trouble, but some people do it very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. The reason I, I went there was because uh, William mentioned Colin. Colin used to talk about he after he went through his weed smoking period, he would still smoke every once in a while just for to write because he helped it open. He said it opened windows to com comedic ideas that wouldn't be there without. So does it help you write? It? I mean, smoking weed does it? Did, does that you incorporate that into writing material? I I don't. I I I don't. I if I smoke weed, then I just want to play guitar. So I just like try to. Me too. I play music with drugs, and I just try to sober writing stuff and. And then once I go on stage, then I kind of mix the two a little bit. But when it comes to writing, I just try to stay clear-headed and minded when I'm trying to write. My wife used to use that as a uh, measuring stick if I was stoned. And I like she would always catch at the minute I go to pick up a guitar. She knows you must have been just smoked because uh, <laughs> it, it's right. it's like uh, and it's like one leads to the other. The minute I start to feel a little stoned, the guitar has to come out of the case. Very, <laughs> very weird. true. Uh, what about you, William? Do you you use weed to write or no? I think Dude, William yeah. uses weed to function. <laughs> I do actually. I do. <laughs> Pretty much, um, weed is my medicine, bro. Weed weed keeps me uh, level headed so that I don't freak out. And uh, I will say though that like um, so um, my wife is like an indica fan, and I'm more of the sativa. And if I can get some good sativa in me. Uh, I could definitely, uh, that's when I do like my recording or whatever. Cause like when I get joke ideas, um, a lot of times I have a voice recorder on my phone and so, cause I don't, I don't write as fast as my brain goes. Right. So I have to have a voice recorder or I'm screwed because yeah, like no. by the time I write the first two lines, I've already forgotten the bulk of what I wanted. So like, and I'm the kind of person that if I have a comedic idea, I'll be like, hang on one second and I'll run outside and just take 15, 20 seconds 
to like, you know, at least put something on my recorder so that I can go back to it later and expand on that or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's definitely fair to say that weed is definitely a part of my process. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting. I, for me, I definitely, I don't buy into the indica sativa stuff, but I do agree that there are weeds that will, you know, some strains of weed that will make you creative and bring out that creative energy. And some just make you want to lay on the couch. But I think the, the label sativas and indicas can be misleading. I mean, I've had right. it work opposite for me sometimes. Yeah, same Yeah, here. and I actually, I enjoy hybrids a lot too, really. Oh, uh, hybrids are good, uh, yeah. Yeah. So in my day, we didn't even know. It was just weed. You went to the guy, you got a bag, you didn't ask what it was. It's brown weed, green weed, it's Jamaican, it's Colombian. uh, I'm I'm currently smoking Pikachu. (laughs) I'm Um, smoking mac and cheese, babe. All right, put some pants on, Dean. (laughs) I have pants on. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew it. I knew as soon as you said that, I knew his camera was moving. Crotch shot, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you had a video yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, they were short. They were swim short. Yeah. So, he was laying in the bed for a while. <laughs> as a musician, I'm sure you, and Dean asked you this, you know, what kind of music you play. Uh, I hate when people ask me that, but now I'm going to turn it on to comedy. If you could describe your style as a comedian, are you a joke teller, you're a storyteller, you're. Uh, give, I'm a, give me. I'm, I'm a joke teller. I really like the one-liners. I like those little quick setup and punches. Uh, I've always I've, that's what I've been really good at doing li- lately. Is like have a few story premises that do okay, but when it just comes down to like hit setup and punch, it just it hits so well, really fast, really easy. Keeps the audience engaged once you do three or four of them. So I I really like that. I get that. Yeah, he's I a high that. energy comic for sure. I love the you know uh, old school people Dangerfield and, and Hedberg and people like that who wa- didn't make you go down this whole twenty minute thing f- for a payoff of a hysterical laugh. I like that quick you know one line or two line jokes all all that kind of stuff. But the question is for to, for accumulating material for minutes for twenty five minutes a half an hour that you're going to do tonight. That's a lot of material you have to remember now, right? That's true, and then. Once you start doing it more, you kind of remember, like, now I have, like, at least five minutes of just, like, jokes about my appearance. And, like, that came through, like, branching off to different different subjects where it's like, oh, this all works together. I need to, like, clump it in the first section and then yeah. working off of that. Sometimes it's even working off of the crowd. Like, crowd work is something that I've been working on, too. And it's just like, hey, look at you. What, what do you do for a living Nothing that sounds like all of us right now or, you know, something that gets everyone kind of engaged. Let's go there uh, because uh, recently on YouTube, I I got pulled into this comedians uh, criticizing other comedian stuff. I found all for some reason, YouTube was feeding me this stuff. But a lot of I shouldn't say a lot of several uh, well-known national acts talking about uh, crowd work being hacked stuff like especially if you if you haven't been established for a while too many people relying on crowd work because they have no material to me I, I, I didn't know how to take that whether these these were just guys who just like seen other people um, doing I stuff that they, 
they, they've done and they're resentful of it. I don't know where it came from, but what do you feel about that? Do you, th- it, you crowd work? Is it a necessary thing? And does it necessarily mean that you're doing it just because you're lazy and don't have enough material? When I when I first started, it was kind of just uh, being like, oh no, I ran out of ideas. Maybe I shouldn't do crowd work. Uh, but now. I feel like I've written a few jokes that are based off of crowd work. So I have to do like ask them what what is going on with your life or like is that your woman or something? And then it builds up to the jokes that I have written for the crowd. So I, I get what, it. Yeah, I, I understand that completely because I would, you know, I'm not a stand up guy, but I do a lot of jokes from from the acoustic chair when we do acoustic gigs and it's just me and my buddy and I, I'm telling a lot of jokes but a lot of that is premised on you know uh, a little bit of crowd work and asking some questions and getting to uh it is based on you can't tell the joke without doing a little bit of talking to the audience and and get a little back and forth william got yeah i think i think that i think the crowd work is is an essential part of being a comedian um i think that the people that criticize crowd work to me, in my opinion, uh, they're probably too scared to do it. You know what I mean? Because crowd work is basically improv. It's being funny right now with what you're given from the person you talk to. You know what I no, mean? No, but I've seen it done badly, though. And when it's done badly... Sure, but, but that means... Okay, so to me, uh, like, to me, I think that the people who criticize it um like comedians that criticize it or comedians that really can't do that you right. know what i mean uh and and it bothers them and i think that that's where that anger and that angst comes from uh right. because it is difficult to be funny on the fly and you you do you know uh if you don't listen there's a lot of people in stand-up comedy that shouldn't be in stand-up comedy you know what I mean? There, there's a lot of people that are out there running around on mics and stuff, and uh, they're they're relying on um, maybe a little. You know, they they got a couple strong jokes or whatever, a couple. But you can't if you can't expound, if you can't expand, and if you can't be to me, if you can't be funny in the moment. You know what I mean? Because there's inevitably going to be stuff that happens during the show that you have no control over. Like you ever, you ever try and do a show when, with, 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 with a, a, a bridal group in, in the crowd, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, with, yeah. with all their, with all their toys and stuff that like, it's crazy. You know, right. it does um, invite it does invite a lot of heckling. Like it, once you start that crowd work, you better be ready to come back. That's to what I was going to ask you. It's got, but in a way, a way right. that's good. That's like boot camp too, because you need to you need to learn to uh, deal with hecklers. And there's no better <coughs> way to learn to deal with hecklers than to invite. It's almost like if you're going to be a boxer, good good. It's a good idea to go out and get your ass kicked a lot. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You to take the punches. Uh, so, uh, do you deal with a lot of heckling? Um, I uh, eh, there's been some moments. There's been some moments where it's pretty bad, but uh, I mean, you you do your best to try to recover from it, and don't let them take over the show. That's always been my biggest philosophy of like, if a heckler starts heckling me, I'm just like, 
If it's if it's too bad, I got to cut them off, even just insult them. I just got to let them know, like, hey, buddy, why aren't you up here or something? You know, you got to just put yourself yeah. in that position to let them know, like, you're you're joking for no reason. So calm down. Right. Yeah. You know what? That's right. There's open mic night here next Monday. Why don't you come down and do yeah, right. three minutes and we'll see how you do. Come tell me. All, right. Come tell me all your stories that you don't want to tell anyone else. Right. Yeah. Uh, ever uh. get. Intimidating. Now, I'm gonna say, think Polar Bear will say no to this. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Adam, I, I can't know. think of his last name, but uh, he was at he was at I think it was a comedy store, and this gigantic guy, like a wrestler, you know, stood up and was giving him some shit, and like wanted to come up stay on stage and kick his ass because, he, you know, he got he was made the brunt of a joke ever get any of that like intimidated by oh my god this guy really wants to come up on stage and kick my ass is there enough security for this guy any of that kind of stuff uh not yet the the worst thing that i've ever gotten is making fun of someone's age and they threw a lighter at me that was the that was the <laughs> i would have thought they threw a couple of pieces of wood yeah i was just like that, 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 that was the worst that's ever been Never, never had to like you know like stand my ground or anything, but I'm just like obviously this guy is not entertained at all, so I don't know why he even came to a comedy club, so or he a comedy a show. At least it wasn't a book of matches. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, William? Did that ever happen to you where you just got oh, well? This guy's a handful, and and this might be trouble. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I've ever had a situation where. Uh, I generally, I, I've only been, I don't, I don't even know if it would be called heckled. I've only had people, like people shout out sometimes during your set. Uh, I'm a little bit deaf, so sometimes I don't hear it. Um, but like I remember one particular time I was doing uh, that gardening joke that I do about how old ladies always do their gardening with their asses facing the street or whatever. And <laughs> What happened? We got you. I think we got you. No, we lost it. Did you just get another phone call? We can't hear him. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think we just you guys got another phone call or something? Your mic is... There he goes. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Well, we'll hear about the fat, uh, the old ladies with their asses towards the street in a moment. Um, yeah, so, you know, that, that's always been... I don't know how I would handle that, being on stage and getting heckled by a guy who's, who looked like he might be trouble. Can I? I, I no, as a DJ, that sounds as a nightmare scenario. Nobody heckles a DJ, do they? Dean, you ever get heckled at doing DJ? No, work? never. So, uh, William, continue with your old ladies with their ass towards the street. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I was doing that joke about old ladies with their ass towards the street. And there's this... Uh, there's this really old lady like right in the front and she's like, I'm over 60 and I don't do it like that. And I said, miss, I understand you're a professional. You get on your knees. So that's that witty comeback right away. Just like, right. And it just, and like in the moment, it just like came to me, you know, I don't know. Um, I did remember also, I did remember what I was going to say earlier when, uh, so we were talking about joke stealing. I do steal jokes sometimes, but only from Bill Cosby. Right. Uh, because no one, one of the things I learned in prison is no one cares when you steal from a rapist. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well, Mencia is most known for stealing from Cosby. 
So yeah. it didn't work. It didn't work for him. No. Uh, <laughs> I gotta ask you this though, because uh, this came up when, when uh, in my mind when you were when we were talking about this, and when I brought it up, is that for you, you really always have to have in the back of your mind, I gotta stay out of trouble. A third strike will fuck me. So you do you have to kind of walk away from or, or be really cognizant of not getting, not letting people push your your buttons and lose your temper ever in life, like. Is yeah. That, okay. So it's a major issue with me. So we got we got robbed by a friend of ours just after Christmas this last year. Um, we had we had invited someone who was down on her luck uh, into our home. She stayed with us for about two or three days, uh, and then uh, when she, like right before she left, she she took like uh, she took two TVs, she took two game systems, she took a laptop. And uh, and my sister was the owner of the house, and so she, you know, called the police and everything right away. And the police, like, know about this chick. She's got a bunch of like prior uh, accusations like this. This is the kind of thing she does all the time. And they pretty much told us that without recovering the actual, uh, you know, stuff that was stolen, there's like nothing that they could do, right? Uh, but they they totally know that this chick does this kind of thing. She does it on a regular. She usually employs her boyfriend to help, you know. And and like uh, and I found out, you know, like so when that cop said there was nothing that they could do, the first thing I started doing was I was like, okay, well, who's the fence? You know, let me find out who she's selling this stuff to or whatever. And like. Uh, I started to like pursue it or whatever, but like my family, my wife, my sister and everything, they were just like, uh, I, they were, they were just like, this isn't not the smart move. Oh my God. Where the fuck was that? Behind the driver. Oh my God. There she is. She found you blow up doll. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I told you anyway, did she get stuck in the dryer? No, uh, no, we, uh, we saw mice the other last night. And so we were like, well, how are they getting in? They might be getting into the dryer. So she checked the dryer. Uh, she checked the dryer vent and there was like four no, no, baby no. mice. No, no, no. They were squealing. Squealing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, if, I'm on a podcast right now. I love you. <laughs> Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so it's not a good, not a good idea to get involved with this woman. Who yeah, no, like I, I started, like I really wanted to do something, and everybody in my family was just like, you, you can't do this, you know what I mean? And yeah. and so uh, I let it go, uh, but but it stuff like that, dude, it's hard for me. It's, I know, it's I hard. feel you, man. Especially I, when you go to the authorities and the authorities tell you get fucked, you right. know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, like, that would make me really angry too. So, I mean, what, what I, <laughs> and you don't want to get your ass kicked by Dean, especially when he's not wearing pants. <laughs> uh, so, what I plan on doing, what I plan on doing, is I want to write a screenplay about everything that I'd like to do. Uh, so, uh, and that's going to be a badass movie. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Uh, <laughs> On hell, I have your Facebook going across the bottom. Muse me one thirty seven. It's on Facebook. Muse me one thirty seven. Where else are you? On you on TikTok, YouTube, any of those kind of? Yeah, ever. I'm on all social media platforms. Um, 
actually need to change the Facebook one because all the other ones are the same except Facebook. I don't know why they don't let me do that anymore. But Muse Me TV, anywhere you want to look me up, just Google Muse Me TV and you can find me Twitch. You can find me on YouTube. Find are you me. doing your own podcast? Yes, I do have a podcast. Muse Me TV sounds like a, a podcast name. Yes, yes, that's that's the podcast that I do. Uh, have local comedians on. Also have uh, different artists like um, cosplayers, people that dress up in costume for Comic Con. I have had some burlesque dancers. Uh, I've done. I'm trying to do it all. So I, I have that as well. Muse Me TV on. Uh, just Google Muse Me TV. You'll find me. We'll do that. Now, uh, you mentioned cosplayers and people who dress up. Albuquerque is kind of a real diverse. It's it's kind of a hippie kind of place where where a lot of things are ex- uh, accepted and in, in, uh, not necessarily part of uh, mainstream America's conservative thinking at the moment. It's kind of out there, right? There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of everybody. You have... Uh people on the left on the left side people on the right on the left side like it's everywhere there's so much diversity here it's it's a little it's fun it's really that's great material right there is just letting people know like hey we're all the same so stop trying to be different that's for sure that's pretty cool because oh you know i had a guy on early on uh when i first started doing a podcast an albuquerque guy who was he his premise for coming on the show was that he was the victim of a gay bashing during the albuquerque pride day parade but it turned out he was just looking for attention for his uh music acts which is basically uh um basically singing with tracks i guess is what it seems like cover stuff singing with tracks but it was all he was using this um so-called attack as a promotional thing to me that would you know that's such a disservice and all that stuff but i was surprised to find out from him that there was this anti-gay thing going on in in Albuquerque where people were getting beat up. I don't think that's necessarily a big thing in Albuquerque. I think it's a pretty tolerant city overall, right? Yeah, it is. And and that's one of those things is like if you're trying to look for it, you'll find it. But if it's it's not it's not readily apparent in front of you, like you don't go street corner to street corner seeing that kind of stuff. But I mean, if you Google it, you're going to find it. So that's probably what those cases are. Yeah. Uh, now you, you talked about having local comedians on. Are you considering like, I mean, taking it? Out, there's only so much you can do in your hometown. And I said, this, I think I said this yesterday. Even Jesus wasn't a hit in his hometown. He had to, he had to move out to be to increase his following. Are you looking at uh, like uh, road road tripping, road dogging? I I I I am. I've um. The only other spot that I've ever done was in Arizona. I've uh, gone. I went there for a few days. did a, Did a few comedy spots. Uh, actually, hosted a comedy show at a Comic Con convention, and that was a good turnout. I got some more fans based off of that. So I do need to do more road stuff where I'm actually out there, getting getting across as much as I can to everybody that that I can. So I, I understand that as as well as. Just, I mean, the music does it does itself too. I mean, people know me from quite a bit from music, but getting them to like come on board with the comedy has been a little bit more of like the development over the f- past three years now. Right. I just realized that I fucked up today. I, I have went... to pop off. I'm sorry. Yeah, all right, pop off, Dean, and go put some Thank pants you. on. Go Thank put you so much. On. Have right. a good one, Dean. Nice to meet you. See you next nice week. Nice to meet you. Dean. I hope you up. Dean O'Hara, folks, uh, the pantsless <laughs> Dean O'Hara. He's wearing pants. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I fucked up today. I just got my alert that it's time to say goodbye to governors and realized we were never on governors today. I never broadcast a governor. First time since we signed up with Governor's Radio. Podcast. I wonder yeah. why. There's a, what happened? No show today? Probably getting some flack for that. Uh, what did I want to ask you? Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the branching out stuff uh, and uh, leaving... Albuquerque uh, and, and seeing some more stuff. Our, our friend William there, he goes up, he makes makes quite a few trips. Why doesn't he, why isn't he saying, hey, on hell, take a ride with me up to South Dakota? Why aren't you doing uh, that? <laughs> Because the money barely gets me home right now. <laughs> okay. Now that's a problem, isn't it? That is because well, I've been trying to organize some shows here and no fucking comedians will, if I say to them, like I want to get some headliners, what's it going to take to put together some shows for here on the Northeast for, for Governors, Uncle Vinny's, Broadway Comedy Club. Give me a number I can work with. Uh, it depends. Well, give me a... F- I can't start to put together a show until I have right. the money numbers that it's going to take, like hotel, okay. room, travel, all that stuff. Right, right. And I mean, dude, there's lots of ways to... Like Airbnb, Like if you do Airbnbs instead of hotels, you're probably going to save money there. You know what I mean? And like there's... All sorts of ways to save. Right. You know what I mean? You get me there. You get me there. I'll sleep in a car. I'll sleep in a car. You get me there. I'll sleep in a car. So that's all I Yeah, no, I hear hear you on uh, like for real, especially for New York, dude. You have no idea how much I want to play an area like New York. You got to be out of your mind, dude. I'll get you here. But then again, uh, and I'm not asking you to tell me this online. But I'm going to want to know how much does it? How much does it really? Do you need to get here to make this happen? I will put some, put together some shows that have you on it. Uh, as, as soon as I know how how much I got to come up with to make it happen. But I would love right. to have you in my backyard in, in or any of these area in your know, area clubs, and could probably do like a five venue. Um, you know, mini tour of this area. Right. If right. if I just have the numbers to put together. Um, right. So, so keep that in mind. All right. I'll talk to my wife today. All right. <laughs> uh, what what else? Did I, oh, uh, now on hell, I've seen on the Facebook page a lot of videos with you playing guitar. Are, do you put comedy out in videos, or, or is all your video work on social media? Are you limiting that to just guitar stuff because you don't want to burn your uh, comedy material? No, no. Um, uh, so my Instagram is where I do mostly most of my posting, and that's where I post a lot more of comedy slash music. So uh, my my philosophy is to try to post one thing a day, and I try to post one guitar video, and then the next day I'll try to post a comedy video, then I'll try to post a guitar video and a comedy video. So there's sometimes where it hits, sometimes where it doesn't. And when it doesn't hit, I just end up posting it again. So there are some comedy videos where it's just the same joke, but it's just to get the algorithm to actually pick it up and maybe start distributing it more. You know what what just hit me as an interesting uh, little kind of thought here? Spotify is ripping off comedians, not paying them anything. 
because they're they're classified as comedy uh, downloads and, and streams and all that stuff. With the music, you can do comedy and classify it as music, but still get paid for it, even though it's comedy, because you're throwing in a little music. <laughs> yeah, you can, there you go. You can beat you can beat the Spotify ripoff machine. Not that you're going to get rich that way anyway. Nobody is, but at least. I think more comedians should kind of think like that. Like, I just incorporate a little enough music in it that they have to pay me because I'm not classifying it as as comedy. It's 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 music, but there are some jokes in between. Even that, though it's only that much music and that much comedy. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's how the the algorithm for my Instagram is. Is like there's more music stuff on there, but when I do post a comedy thing, it hits because of all the music stuff that I have posted. Right. So I use that I, I a lot. Think- I think now I want to write an operatic comedy set. <laughs> there you go. Acapella. <laughs> operatic would be great. I mean, you get the Pavarotti yeah. stuff. It'll be, yeah, uh, yeah. On Instagram, are you guys getting uh, – because I've just gotten recently uh, on my phone, when I go to Instagram, it urges me to sign up to be a partner, you know, make money off of my YouTube stuff as an influencer. And uh, I haven't finished this because it's a lot of hoops you got. It's like pushing buttons. Are you getting that now or is that just me? Uh, something because it's asking me to monetize my content on Instagram so that I will get paid for visits and how many people are on there. Am I alone in that or are you guys getting that? I still I have not reached that point yet on my Instagram. The only place where I make revenue online is Twitch right now. I'm a Twitch streamer, so I was, I'm streaming video games and I'm also streaming my music like guitar so I'll play for a few hours and then in between I'm like cracking jokes and stuff and I've gotten enough viewers and subscribers that are like paying for that content now wow good for you uh, uh, how can, often you, do you, do can you mention my twitch on- <laughs> I will good lord I have like like I think I have three followers on twitch and I've never lost a death match I only play one game I've never lost a death match I have three subscribers it's am, so- am I on uh, one of your followers I think I am one of your three followers I, on twitch I don't know I think Polar, I am Polar, I think I signed Polar up now, I, w- I wouldn't watch it because uh, I can't watch game. I'm too old. I'm legally too old to watch games being streamed online. I think they, once you reach a certain age, it's they don't let you do it. And I, I can't. I don't understand watching somebody else play a game. I get annoyed if I'm sitting in somebody's house and they're playing a game while I'm trying to hang out with them. It's just like I mean, it yeah. depends on the game. And it depends on the content, too. Like, there's so many times where I'm just cracking so much jokes. Like, I can't believe you're behind the cellar. Like, I can't believe you're here. Like, why'd you jump the wall? Are we just trying to get back to Mexico? You know, stupid jokes like that. <laughs> so that kind of builds those little those little aspects of why I get followed a little more. And, again, the music really does help. Like, playing for three hours on Twitch is just a... It really does help. Yeah, no, I am not disparaging the platform or what you do. I'm just saying for old people like me, once you get to a certain age, if you, it's like anything. You, you, I'm just too too old to be connected to the mindset of what it is. I mean, um, we are we are talking to a guy that doesn't have a television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's time for me to really lay down and let them throw the dirt on top of me. I just should get in the hole, lay down, cross my arms, and like. Uh, Ashes to ashes, would, dust to dust. I would be distraught. You look great. You look like in your early thirties. Come on, buddy. That's it's yeah. all it's all smoke and mirrors. I'm in the uh, dark, by the way. Let's let's remind them. Uh, 
It's I'm the, hiding in the dark for a reason. It's the mustache. That's what <laughs> it, it is. It is the mustache. That's <laughs> definitely what it is. Anyway, uh, no, but, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. And good for you. I'm glad you're you're finding some success on Twitch. Um, so, you know, that's that's uh, any concern about putting comedy on online and then not, you know, I, I don't know if it's really burnt. We hear that idea, burning your material. But, listen, I, I saw Rodney Dangerfield a dozen times and a lot how often he told the same jokes i still laughed at them yeah if it's you. funny it's funny right so if i saw it online i don't think that would kill it and i'm sure i did see some of it on johnny carson when in the day you know he told those same jokes on the tonight show a week before i saw him live and it still was funny but any concern about that burning material by putting it online uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried about okay. that. I mean, I'm barely starting uh, out too. So any anything I can get out there that's funny, then uh, I'll gain okay. that following, and it makes me work harder just to know, like, hey, I heard that joke before, and more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, how? Uh, what is the schedule now? Your your schedule for doing that? Are you on a steady schedule for your your streaming? I try to stream at least. Uh, uh twice on the weekends so i'll do it from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock and then i'll try to stream again that same day from eight o'clock to midnight wow so wow i used yeah, to do it time. yeah mountain time i used to do it every day like i used to stream every day for at least three hours but getting more involved with the comedy i go to open mics i come back i'm a little tired i'm just like oh this is starting to get a little 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 hectic for me, but uh, it's just taking that grind and keep going and going that I have to deal with more. So that's just that's the way it works sometimes. I get it, man. It can be a, can turn into a job pretty quickly. I do two shows a day, five days a week, yeah. and uh, it is a job. It definitely is a job. Um, yeah. And um, what about the podcast schedule for the podcast? When do you do that? That podcast is just whenever I feel like it. Sometimes Ooh. it's some. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even stream. For, like the last podcast has been probably almost three weeks now that I've done that last podcast. Uh, but I have a. I feel like I have a. A decent enough followers that like when I do do the podcast there it's kind of like just you know they come in when they see that the podcast is there and I like yeah, if I, they sign up for a notification yeah it happens or you know, they get the message that you're yeah. you're long you're and I, I'm like you I do it live so it's it's more of an experience when they're there with me and then if they don't then some will drop comments later on in the day yeah. throughout the week and then that that builds up more for the next podcast so I can just let them know like thanks for joining thinks you were there you know just different aspects like that dig it dig it dig it dig it um so yeah i mean uh the non-scheduled stuff is always difficult for me it's like i find that people but you know you're right if you get notifications and all that kind of stuff people will, will find it now you mentioned live streaming is that what the podcast is or do you also have an audio podcast available like on apple itunes spotify and all those distribution yeah, so I'll do the podcast live, and uh, it goes out to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And then after that episode is done, I take the audio version and upload it to all the other platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. It's on Anchor. So wherever you find, wherever you, if you just type in Muse Me TV, you'll find me some way or another. 
Good stuff, good stuff, uh, and, and good to know that. Because uh, so many people I know are just doing the live stream, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, and calling it a podcast, but not having that audio RSS feed right. and not have not being on all those networks. You miss out on a... You, my biggest audience is the download people, and I don't know, I don't have a fucking clue who so many people are, <laughs> uh, but it's worldwide, you, you'd be surprised, your reach is so much better uh, on yeah. the audio stuff. I think because people can drive and listen to it, and they don't have to, like, it's not an active thing. I don't have to sit there and watch. I don't have to sit there and be focused on anything. I can just put it in headphones and go about my business and all that kind of stuff. So very true. Yeah. yeah. I think 7% of my listeners for, you see, here's the thing. Uh, my, my personal podcast is like uh, 7% is from Germany. Yeah. Like, I'm like, and I think it's because like one of the, one of the people I had on the podcast has like, um, uh, a little bit of an international following because he's done a lot of zoom mics. Um, and so, uh, I think that's how that happened is I got those listeners from that one podcast and now they're like 7% of my audience. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, things will grow that way. Organically, people will tell their friends about it and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really interesting to see. I do my numbers almost daily because I got to keep on top of that stuff. Uh, Oh, Tom K's got a comment about. I was watching Greg Giraldo just the other Greg Giraldo called Dennis Leary out about joke stealing on the green room. Classic moment. He shut uh, Leary down. I got to see that. I got to yeah. Google that and check that out. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Angel, I appreciate you you being part of the show today and coming here, and wish you great luck. Listen, I, I, you know, you seem like you're. Uh, you got your attitude in the right place for, for success in comedy. So many people who are in it as long as you just, uh, I don't know. There, there's a lack of, uh, like I said, lack of ambition. Really, yeah. Ambition and just responsibility for your own success. And it seems like you got that all under control and, and I wish you great success tonight. Uh, do, do you know now this place, is this the same place, William, that you yeah. can't, you can't buy drinks or, or, or you, no, you can bring your own. You bring your own drinks. You can bring your own bud. You can smoke in there. It's freaking great. It's a dad bar performance hall, and it's amazing. Wow. They got beautiful art on the wall most of the time. Uh, I think last time it was a bunch of pottery uh, because that's like uh, they do a different thing every week. They have a different artistic theme every week, and uh, it's, a, it's a great venue. Right. Uh, now, for, for monetizing this stuff and making money off it, now, uh, I know music and, and comedy are different things, but when, playing with the band, I have no problem putting tip jars out and all that stuff to increase our money. Yeah. And generally, tip jars, uh, like if we do an acoustic show, it, sometimes it's equal to or more than what we're getting paid for the night, which is surprising to right. me because we... We're, there was a joint in my chip jar last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A what? There, yeah, there was a joint in my chip, joint, tip jar I, last week. Oh, yeah. that's acceptable. Threw a joint in there. I was super happy. <laughs> that's never. I like to say that's never happened to me. I don't recall it ever happened to me before. But for for like this, uh, the hall, uh, are you guys tapped into? Because they, they have these virtual tip jars now, where it's just that you know that that thing you scan on your phone and you're automatically hooked up to it, whatever that. Oh, that's is. cool. No, they don't have that. 
Wow. Yeah, vir- virtual tip jars. I would think that would be a great way for comedians to increase revenue is just by getting one of those printouts of that. You know what I'm talking about, those things you scan? The QR yeah, codes. Yeah, yeah, QR the QR code, code, yeah. QR yeah. code, yeah. Just have that on stage with you <laughs> when you're oh, – but the, some places don't let in phones, right, because they don't want people ta- uh, taping stuff, so they couldn't do that anyway, right? Some places. I mean, yeah. this place don't, but – all right. Well, I wish you uh, great success tonight. Let's keep. Please come back again. Maybe play some music next time. And um, you know, I wish you great success tonight. And thanks for being part of the show today. Thank, thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate Good it, you, William. Man. You're the best. You guys are awesome. Again, Muse Me TV. Everybody, M- check me Muse out. Muse Me TV. Everybody, check it out. Every place uh, on social, and we'll be looking for the podcast. Definitely, I will. I will go to YouTube channel and subscribe today. Heck uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Have a appreciate great day, you guys. Bye. Have a great show. Bye. Bye. It was a great guest. Thank you, man. Thank you for hooking that yeah. up. You are yeah, a good no guest. You are good. You are a good. Now, Muse Me TV 137 on Facebook. Everywhere uh, Muse Me 137 on Facebook. Everywhere else, it's Muse Me TV. Uh, just Google that and you'll find it. I will look for him today on YouTube. Uh, you got plans for tonight? You going to a show? No, you're you're in Grant. You're not. In, yeah, there. no, we got an event here, so we're gonna be sticking around here tonight. I'm pretty sure. You got an event there tonight. Uh, yeah, no, it's just a rodeo event, so we're going to have to make sure everything's... Oh. Yeah. Rodeo <laughs> was always trouble for me, because that's when the Cowboys came into town to go to the parties, crash parties. Uh, the Rodeo Cowboys were always nice in the beginning of the night, and as soon as that they've had too many beers, a fight would break yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Rowdy but, time. Luckily, I, less fast in my bedtime. So yeah, I bet. The, yeah, that hasn't changed much. I bet you, you know, cowboys still like to get drunk and kick ass, whatever, beat the shit out of yeah. town. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, you're welcome to come yeah. back next week if you got no, you got nothing better to do. Please do come back and hang out with me. I, I love hanging out. with Always you. happy to be on, man. Uh, we'll communicate all fair. I'll, I'll talk to Jackie if he wants to get involved in this thing um, and uh, I'll put out some ads and feelers today any hate that comes my way I will redirect it to you and say it was his yeah, idea that sounds great. his idea this is the guy who wants to <laughs> right. Right. take it take yeah. it out on the mook polar bear no, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Um, I'll see the tear in your eye. I'll stop calling you mute. I'd see. That. <laughs> I'm not a mook. I don't know why you always have to do this to me. Now, Dean was wearing pants today. Were you? Oh uh, no, I'm wearing nylon shorts. <laughs> Somebody's got to be naked here every day. Well, thanks yeah. for thanks for being here. You're you're a hell of a guy, and yeah, I appreciate all you're doing here and you know you know you're loved here everybody in the in the chat room loves you everybody in this community is starting to think you're a part of the family so i appreciate that and hopefully well, you know, hopefully probably into some some opportunity for you i mean this kind of opportunity yeah <laughs> but no seriously think about think about what it, what it will take to get something happening for you yeah no York for real. I, will, I will i'll discuss it with my wife today because uh anything like that i definitely have to talk to her you know, cool. um, but uh, yeah, we can we can see what that might look like. Yeah, this upcoming season is a you know the hol- holiday season is a great time for comedy in New York because you lots of tourists in the area, uh, and w- when the weather starts getting a little chilly here, people go indoors and want their entertainment right. indoors. Could be a good time to to move on some of this stuff. So yeah, no, it'd be and it'd be a lot of fun. All right, so. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you offline or online offline. Uh, <laughs> right. Soon. Bye. Bye for now. Thanks for being here. Bye. William Conway, folks, uh, 
Good show today. William and Angel and the fabulous Dean, uh, No Pants Dean. That's what we're going to call him. Dean No Pants O'Hara. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and check out, definitely sign up for Angel stuff. Listen, go to find William on Twitch and subscribe. Even if you're not, if you're like me, you you don't get watching games and stuff on, on Twitch. Sign up for him. Get him some subscribers. It helps. It helps for people that are truly interested in what he has to offer to see. Okay, they got he's got some subscribers. I'll subscribe too. So do that. It's Conway Comedy on um, Twitch and everywhere. Uh, and so and and if you want to get involved with the little people thing. Write to me, info at minddogtv.com, info at minddogtv.com. I had a gig canceled tonight, so I will be home. I'm not going to do it. I was thinking of possibly doing a live stream, just some music, acoustic show, something like that. I might do that, but it's not set in stone yet. So until Monday morning, I guess, uh, I'm Matt Napo for Coffee with the Dog. Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And also, don't forget to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.